Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, August 18th. I know I've been uh, out for a couple of days, but hey, I did learn a lot of neat stuff uh, while I was out, some tax saving uh, strategies. And we'll talk about those and a little bit more when Dave joins us in a few seconds here. But before we do that, let's remember that uh, when it comes to uh, the world we live in, there's a lot of things out there that you and I cannot control. But when it comes to your retirement and your portfolio, there are some things you can control. You can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. However, you have to know what that looks like. You have to know how much risk you have in your portfolio. If you don't know, you can't fix it. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 and let's discover how much risk you have in your current portfolio. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Five point seven light FM, and that is poison there. It's eight forty now, twenty before nine. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to your retirement today. And sometimes it is a matter of two. Guess who's back? Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services to fill in the uh, fill in the detailed knowledge, and he's here on the phone. Philip, good morning. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Good morning, Dave. Yes, it was uh, travel day yesterday, and uh, man, both flights had a little bit of maintenance issues. So, but but I got home on time, and so uh, a little bit late, but but still a good deal. Learned a lot of stuff. Uh, some tax reduction strategies out there. Uh, five key ones that, that uh, we can use for our clients and looking excited to, to put some of those things to work for folks. It helps to remind people that uh, continuing education, no matter how good you are, it's important because the world is always changing, especially in the worlds of finance and investment. Well, that's right. And taxes. I mean, we know that, you know, in, in 2026, taxes are going up. So folks need to get uh, get on track and try to do what they can to help put themselves in a better position uh, for when that happens. You think it's going to be that until 2026 before taxes go up, huh? Well, it's going to go up then no matter what, right? No matter yep. what, it's going to go up then. So, um, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not optimistic about 2023 for that matter. Uh, far as uh, what's going on in the marketplace, we had an off day yesterday. Dow went down by 172, S&P by 31. NASDAQ was down a full percent and a quarter, down 164 points. And that's the biggest single-day loss on NASDAQ we've had since this little recovery began back a couple of months ago. I was telling you on the phone that I was having fun yesterday morning because one of the big names, the Oppenheimer people, yesterday morning before we had an off day, they actually went out on a limb and said their investors were moving back into equity. And they didn't actually say they were calling the bottom, but they were saying that we were getting back into a rising tide and uh, it was time to get back into stocks. And all of a sudden this morning, now my tip sheets are saying, everybody's saying we're going to test the lows one more time. Boy, do things change in one day, don't they? Yeah, they, they really do. It's, um, you know, it's all all in the Fed, right? The, the Fed mm-hmm. minutes come out and, um, you know, I think there was some optimism out there that uh, because of some of the numbers we had seen and a little bit of a of easing in inflation that, that maybe the Fed would come out and say, hey, look, um, we're going to see some more rate hikes, but they're not going to be as substantial as we originally thought because things are working the way we want them to work. But that's not what the Fed said yesterday, Dave. Uh, they came out and said that uh, we will continue uh, the, the track we are on until we see a substantial easing 
in inflation, and they want that number to get back down to two and a half percent. So I think we'll continue to see these higher numbers. And when that happened, I think that's when we saw uh, the uh, the indexes start to decline. It was kind of interesting yesterday at 2 p.m. when the minutes originally came out, we had a skyrocket up on all three of the major indexes. And then after everybody read more than a couple, three paragraphs into the Fed minutes, uh, they went right back down where they were and started declining again. Uh, Put in corporate memo language, the beatings will continue until morale improves, I gather. Well, it's definitely looking that way. And um, I'm not sure if morale is going to improve this morning or not. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't look like it so far, but it doesn't look like a a, a big sell-off so far yet today either. At the very least, we're holding closer to the zero mark. Uh, stuff coming out this morning, our usual Thursday data dump, and actually we come up with some relatively good news today. And my fear is that good news equals bad news sometimes, especially when we're watching the Federal Reserve. First-time unemployment claims actually declined by a bit. They were expecting 265,000 first-time claims out. We got 250,000 first-time unemployment claims. And again, reinforcing the fact that the employment market is still relatively healthy, even in the case of a a total percent and a half plus increase on the reference interest rate, that may very well give the Federal Reserve reason to look at September and saying, yeah, they can bear a little bit more, wouldn't you think? Uh, I I think so. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that's probably definitely the route that the Fed is speaking themselves right now. And as much as we wish that wasn't the case, I think that they will continue uh, the path that they're on. Uh, until they get what they want. Now, the you know the issue you and I talk about all the time is is that you know they don't always realize when it's time to make an adjustment, and they go too far. And my hope is is that that that's not what happens in this case. That they take the time and and look backwards and forwards and realize when they need to start to take some action to help uh, level things off. And that's the wrap that world central banks have given to the Federal Reserve for eons. We just keep either pouring on the pedal or putting on the brakes past the point where we should be putting the brakes on. Last month's inflation number, okay, the administration kind of went overboard and said we have zero inflation last month. But the bottom line is for one month, net-net, prices didn't increase overall. Okay, they were brought down by a decrease in gas prices. The consumer uh, consumables actually still did go up, but there's no doubt that things slowed down a little bit last month. Well, one more month to bake this thing in, and, uh, well, do we still want to be putting the brakes on really hard? Let's see whether or not these cookies bake well in the oven before we keep on burning them. Well, that's right, and we'll just have to, you know, it's just a wait and see, right? We'll have to see what the Fed does, and and how well they can handle this. I mean, I was looking at interest rates this morning too. You know, we still have uh, an inversion between the, you know, the, the two and the 30, uh, really the two and everything uh, mm-hmm. is uh, is still trending higher than anything else. So. It's, it's been an interesting thing with the two years higher than the 30 year. You'd kind of sit back and say that's a harbinger of not necessarily good news. Uh, the other economic report that came out this morning, and again, this is one of those good news, bad news things, the Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Index. Another one of those Federal Reserve District uh, indexes that the ingredients don't really matter, but the direction counts. Uh, Last month, it was just one of those Armageddon numbers. It swung to minus 12.3 on that index. They expected it to improve to a minus 4.5. The Philadelphia Fed says their index went up to a positive 6.2. 
if we weren't looking at a Federal Reserve trying to tamp down on economic activity, I'd say that was good news. But I would imagine investors are taking that as a sign that uh, that beatings will continue, will probably end up keeping on, right? Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, that we really want to see the economy slow down. Well, I don't think we do. The Fed wants to see the economy slow down, and that's not what that number is telling us. Absolutely not. Does not look good. So put it all together. And uh, my reading was that we had a little leveling off in the markets uh, on the futures markets after all this stuff come out. Any possibility that uh, any of the reports that are out for earnings season might give us some buoyancy? You know, we've got a few mixed bags out there right now, Dave. Coles reported and they, uh, you know, they're in the news trying to sell themselves uh, earlier in the quarter. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> They, they came out and, uh, and cut their full-year forecast. They, uh, they did beat the street, though, on revenue and profit, uh, but, uh, but you know, they came out and reduced their overall um, numbers, and so they're trading down today almost 9.2%. Um, yeah, yeah, so they're getting beat up pretty, pretty good on that news. Uh, the opposite of that is BJ's Wholesale. Uh, they came out, they beat by 26 cents a share, uh, came in at like a little over a dollar a share. A revenue top forecast, same store sales increased more than expected. Uh, so we're seeing a little bit of a rally uh, when it comes to BJ's. They're up uh, seven and a third percent right now. So they're uh, they're actually, well, if they opened right this second, they would open at a new 52-week high. <laughs> I'm not used to hearing that phrase in the middle of a bear market, are you? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, you're right. That's, uh, that's it kind of catches you off guard a little bit. Then the uh, parent company of uh, Coach and Kate Spade, Tapestry, uh, they came in and um, and they uh, they had a, some some issues on their, their sales, were a little short of what was forecasted. Uh, however, I, I think that they came out with the earnings was okay, uh, but they... Uh, you know, they, they raise their quarterly dividend by 20%. So that means things must be looking better for them. Um, they are slightly trading down this morning, uh, about uh, oh, a little over six-tenths of a percent uh, before we get going. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, got any have, others? Uh, yeah, we have Estee Lauder reported. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they, uh, you know, they, they beat on profit and revenue in this last quarter, however... Uh, they're they're really struggling because of all the COVID shutdowns in China. I guess a lot of their manufacturing, a lot of cosmetics manufactured over there. Um, and so they came out and uh, uh, said their full year forecast for sales is going to be below what uh, the consensus estimate was. And so they're trading down almost 1.3% this morning. And we've got oh, Bath Body Works. Yes, uh, Bath and Body Works. Better than expected quarterly profit revenue. Gave current quarter forecast weaker than expected. That seems to be a, a, a little theme here. Um, yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to pick a trend up here somewhere. And so, uh, because of that little language in there, that's got them trading down about seven tenths of a percent. We got a couple uh, computer companies, uh, Cisco Systems, reported uh, after the market closed yesterday, and they beat on top and bottom lines for this last quarter. Uh, their networking equipment uh, gave them some stronger than expected uh, sales, and they've got a stronger than expected outlook in that sector. Um, so they, they're doing up 4.8% this morning. And then another one I've not really heard of before, but they're a chip manufacturer called Wolf Speed. Um, they're a semiconductor. Uh, they reported a smaller than expected loss for the, for the quarter, 
revenue came in ahead of expectations. Um, they're going to have a loss this quarter, they say, but, uh, but still they're, they're getting, they're a nice bump, man. They're up 20, almost 22% this morning. Wow. There is some good news to be had out there. Resetting the table for the morning off day on Wall Street yesterday, kind of good chunk of it following the Fed minutes, 45 minutes before we open this morning. How are we doing so far? I've got delayed quotes here that don't look too bad. Are they going negative? Well, they're not going negative, but the, the gains are being reduced. Um, you know, everything's pretty much flat right now. we got the Dow um, up less than a tenth of a way less than less than 0.05%, so way down. $10, not much. Um, the S&P 500 up a tenth of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 up a tenth of a percent. So everything's just barely in the green and the green shrinking. So uh, there's a good chance we will open uh, to the red at the what I'm seeing right now. Uh, we look at the commodity side. We've got silver and gold both trading up. Silver up almost a half a percent. Gold up a little over a quarter of a percent. Crude oil. Man, I looked at it yesterday, Dave, when I was traveling. It looked pretty good. But today, it's up 1.5% to $89.45 a barrel. I'm not liking that one. That's relatively close to where it was yesterday morning, but it's kind of odd. Normally, we have a decrease from the overnight close, and this time it's actually going up again. That's kind of strange. World markets overseas, uh, the Asian rim was almost uniformly off, but not by a lot at the close this morning at 6 a.m., largely on the strength of our performance yesterday. Europe is basically saying, hey, any green ink on this side of the pond is fine, so their indexes are almost all up uh, fractionally positive this morning, halfway through the European trading day. Getting some sort of a picture as to how I can retire and uh, make that plan to retire profitably, that's got to be in the back of almost everybody's mind at one point or another. How do I find you to get that plan? It really is, Dave, and that's why we developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. But another category they need to be concerned about is taxes, and that's what I just spent uh, two days in conferences learning about some tax reduction strategies. And so uh, that becomes a bigger, bigger part as you get ready to retire. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your 30-minute, no-obligation phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And the two of us back again together tomorrow morning about the same time on light. Philip, thank you so much. Welcome back and you have a good day. All right, man. You too. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, man. Good to be back in the saddle this morning. I hope you're doing well as we get ready to head into the end of this week. Join me again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.